This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today, I am so excited because the medium from Eat, Pray, FML is coming on the show. I get asked about her constantly. I have received so many DMs asking who the medium was that predicted my life and how can people find her. So I'm happy to tell you she's here. Get ready, you guys. Grab a drink. This is FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. Have you gotten in chapter 16? <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. Okay, so before I bring Medium Fleur on, I want to kind of set the stage, if you will, and remind everyone what exactly my experience was when I went to go see her. So I'm going to do that by reading a little excerpt from the book. Here we go. That weekend, I happened to have a life reading scheduled with a well-known medium psychic, which my mom had gifted me for Christmas. Such appropriate timing, no? I wouldn't say that I'm skeptical of these types of things, but I do hold people who claim to have these abilities to a very high standard. She was a beautiful woman in her mid-twenties with a really sweet energy. I went in with an open mind, knowing how much bullshit was currently swarming around in my life. I also went in without my wedding ring and kept my hands tucked into my sweatshirt. This woman proceeded to tell me everything that was currently happening in my life without me saying a word about myself. She knew I was newly married, just under two years, and that there were recent fidelity questions arising in our marriage. She stated the woman in question didn't live close, out of the state most likely. She even knew that my husband was an athlete who needed to have his ego stroked. She told me the relationship was salvageable, but only if I decided I wanted it to be. Because while he wasn't necessarily lying, he had convinced himself that he wasn't doing anything wrong. The amount of seemingly correct information was astonishing. Then she hit me with something really interesting. I don't see that you and your husband have necessarily completed your soul's journey together. Souls come together to learn and grow from each other. However, I do see that there is another soulmate for you, and that connection is much stronger. Wow, I thought. She told me she saw me having a daughter by the time I was 33, and different things in the realm of my career. You have a lot of moving pieces right now. The next six to seven months are going to be really rocky for you. It will feel like a roller coaster and like a really stressful time in your life. 
Try and stay grounded and keep balanced because it's going to feel very draining. This stuck with me. If only I had known how damn right she was. She also kept telling me that I needed to be writing. I need you writing. I really need you to be writing. She kept repeating throughout. I have to admit, I didn't feel any inspiration to be writing at the moment. I left the session feeling a ton of different emotions. Okay, so looking back now on all of that information, yes, the six to seven months of my life were insanely rocky. Um, Yes, my ex-husband was having some type of something with the first woman who Snapchatted him, who was in fact out of state. And yeah, guys, I I needed to be writing. I needed to be writing this fucking book. So without further ado, here is Medium Fleur. Medium Fleur, welcome to FML Talk. Hey, good to see you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. This is so crazy because when I first went and met you, I mean, you do sessions with people all over the world. I mean, thousands and thousands of sessions. So I knew that <laughs> when when we were going to talk about what it was you predicted in my life in our readings that you probably didn't even remember what that was. But when I first came to see you, I had just found out that my ex-husband had possibly been, you know, doing some infidelity stuff on the side. And I came in without my wedding ring and I sat down with you and you knew nothing about me. My mom had set this session up with me and you basically just knew my name and you proceeded to tell me (laughs) everything that was going on with my ex-husband, everything that I needed to be focusing on at the time saying, "I, I need you writing. I really need you writing. And it it really ended up coming true. Like every single thing you told me ended up happening in my life in the next six to seven months. It was wild. Um, How first, I guess, first of all, tell everybody exactly what it is that you do, because there's two sides to what you do. So I want everybody to know. Yeah. well, first of all, so so cool to get to see it unfold, right? I don't often get that opportunity. People come in and they sit down and we do the session and then I never see them again. And I might run into them later on or they'll tell me like, oh my God, yes, this, whatever. But nobody ever emails me back. So it's, <laughs> uh, you know, no one ever, they think I'm too busy, which I am, I'm busy, but I still love to hear if I'm right. Uh, so it is always fun to hear it all unfold. Uh, and, and the kind of session that you had is a psychic reading. So what we're looking at is your life. And in a psychic reading, we're looking at you as a spirit, soul, life force, not just the physical you, experiencing life. And so what I then look at is what is happening right now for you, what's happened in the past, and what are the elements of your life that are in kind of a creative motion to create your future. So the future isn't necessarily set in stone. You're constantly creating it, but we can look at like, what are you creating? Right. The other kind of reading I do is a spirit communication or mediumship. And that's the idea that you yourself are a spirit, life or soul right now. But when you cross over, that spirit continues. And so it does hold intelligence and the ability to communicate. And we can also communicate with those people. So in that kind of a reading, it's a little different because I'm not focusing on you. I'm focusing on your past loved ones. Awesome. And I remember when I came in to talk to you, 
I think my dad even came through in that session, even though we weren't doing a medium reading, we were doing, you know, a, a life reading and you stopped in the middle of it and went, I, there's some male figure here and he just wants you to know that everything's going to be okay and that you're fine. And it was such a nice reminder that I was protected and everything, you know, when you have loved ones like that come in, it, it really, not only for me, it validates that you're on the right path, but it, it comforts you in the fact that there's life beyond this life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I had an interesting session today with someone who, who really even emphasized that from the perspective of feeling so isolated from their family at the moment. And they were like, it's just nice to know that I'm not that isolated, right? That there's, right. there's people here that I, that I can kind of spend time with. So absolutely. I think it can be very comforting, very healing, um, all of those things. What's one of if you can remember, what's one of the situations that you had a spirit come through when you were doing a medium reading um, that was really, really profound and left an impact on you? Oh gosh, I feel like they're all they're all impactful. Um, you know, the ones where you connect uh, mothers to their children are always just going to be heavy, but also really beautiful. Um, and I, I have a podcast myself, actually. Uh, and on that podcast, we, I do readings for people. Um, and one of the episodes on there is probably one of the most impactful readings I've, I've done. And that was a woman who had lost her uh, two-year-old daughter. And I think it's it's always just heartbreaking and, and so beautiful to get to to reconnect. And it's never in the beginning, I think when I was doing the mediumship work, the most impactful would have been like the craziest evidence that came through. But now, because I've been doing it for 12 years, there's some crazy stuff that comes in. But for me, that doesn't usually resonate with me years later. It's always the the one where you really feel like that person was able to move forward in a way that they may have otherwise not been able to without that little piece. Yeah. So those are, those make me feel like, okay, there's, you know, there's a reason I showed up to work today. Right. Um, and so those are, those are always the most impactful at oh, this point. Beautiful. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son. And for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. And what is it? Can you explain how it 
like what it feels like when when a, a when a spirit is coming through when you're doing a session and you're getting messages like how do you get those messages yeah, so for me it's it starts off as being incredibly feeling based so i feel that the spirit kind of pushes into me and then from that point i can make a decision as to whether i want to really focus on them and let them kind of uh, overshadow me almost, you know, so that I can feel like I'm really kind of viscerally able to, to touch them. Um, and from that point, it just becomes a communication. So I've been doing it for so long that I know how to put myself into a meditative state, kind of allow them to come in and then converse. Uh, it's not like anybody's embodying me or like, I'm not possessed or anything. I always like to say it's a little bit like putting rose colored glasses on. So the world looks pink now and it feels like that. So they kind of like overlap me and I see their world through them, you know, and then they leave again and that's fine. Uh, so yeah, for me, it feels very visceral. Like it's an actual like physical experience. Um, and then they give me information in such a way that it looks a bit dreamlike, or sometimes I'll hear thoughts, uh, I'll feel things in my body to indicate any kind of passing, any kind of communication that needs to happen. But it's, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it kind of feels sometimes like charades, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Um, and is it easy to control? Like, do you, are you just walking around the street and you know, you'll get hit with stuff is, or is it that you have to sit down and like allow that process to begin? For me, I really have to set the intention and I do it twofold. I I set the intention on purpose. You know, I don't want in the 20% of my life that I'm not doing this work right? (laughs) um, to still be in in my life. Like I just really want that 20% to be mine. So we have a, a good understanding in that regard. So like nobody ever wakes me up. And I always tell people who feel that they get things as well. And it's like really bothering their day-to-day life where they're waking up in the middle of the night that you can set ground rules. You can just say like, Hey guys would love to work with you, but only between the hours of like nine, right. You know, (laughs) only Um, the office is open. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, when I set the intention and I, and I do that also because if I work with a client, if I'm open all day long, I'm really just leaking my energy out. And so when I then work with you or anybody, I don't have the energy to really give it my all. Because it's been kind of an open tap throughout the whole day. Totally. So I want to go back for a second. You mentioned evidence that came in. Was there, has there been specific times where something comes through that then wraps up an open-ended case of some sort? Or what type of evidence were you referring to? Oh, yeah. So in mediumship or in psychic work, we always call the evidence like the facts of somebody's life. It's evidential, right? But uh, yeah, sometimes you get some crazy cool evidence. And and the one that comes up to my mind when you say that, I once worked for a woman who came in who wanted to connect to her dad, Um, but she'd never known him and he was her biological dad. And uh, I was like, you know what? I don't think he's deceased. And I can't quite remember his name. I think it was Robert or something. But I was like, oh, I think his his name's Robert. He doesn't live in this state, but it's a neighboring state. And she hired a a private detective and they found him like two weeks later. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, so that was one of those like wild moments where I was, you know, afterwards I was like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then she was the one that followed up with you and was like, oh my God, by the way, you found my dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So she did, she did follow up and, and was so excited to tell me because now they have a relationship that they've started. Wow. That's so cool. And so fulfilling for you. That's, that must be awesome. Yeah. Moments like that are, are pretty wild, but 
evidence kind of applies to anything that you bring up that's super factual or that somebody would be able to say, yes, 100%, you know, like, yes, they had three children. Yes. We lived in that house for 27 years, like whatever it is. So it just offers, especially when we're doing this kind of work, obviously, and I think this is this is true for, for anyone. If you go see a psychic medium, you do want to listen to the evidence. Like, sure. Is, is it about the evidence? No, at the end of the day. It's about the healing and the journey and like really hearing what you need to hear. But you do want to know that the person you're talking to is actually connecting to something. Right. So you want them to be able to present you with some factual information or evidence about what's going on currently or what has been happening so that you can actually trust anything they say about the future, what you should be doing. Sure. I mean, I remember when I came to see you the first time, I went in without my wedding ring on. I had my hands tucked into my sweatshirt um, because I was like ready to test you. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's see, you know, because I I believe in in mediumship and um, but I hold people that do that to a very high standard. Um, I don't know if I've ever even told you this, but I had seen John Edwards back in the day um, and it was like a really, really powerful session. And so I I went in with an open mind and no set expectations, but I wanted to really, you know, not go in with my wedding ring, not show you that I didn't have one on. And the first thing you said to me when you kind of like tuned in was, oh, there's there's some recent questions of infidelity going on with you and your husband. And it was so specific. It You then went on to say, you know, it she wasn't in this state. She was out of state and that he was probably an athlete that needed his ego stroked. And I was just sitting there with my mouth open going, oh my God, this is, she's literally telling me about what's going on in my life. And this was all recent, like two days before it had happened. Um, And because you book up so far in advance, I had had this session booked for like six months and it just so happened that it fell a couple days after that this all went down. And it was... It was wild to go in there. And then I remember when I was writing Eat, Pray, FML and writing all of it down, I was like, oh my God, every single thing she said has come true. And I still get readers because in that session, you said that you think I would have a daughter by the time I was 33. I'm 32 now. Um, oh, it, you got like a year. And, um, and I get readers that DM me all the time and they're like, yep, you got another year. You got another year. When's the daughter coming, Gabrielle? Like people are like expecting it to come true. Although my boyfriend has a uh, has an eight year old little girl, and we, you know, he and I live together now, so she's very much like my bonus child. So a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, that when you do information or evidence um, or predictions, that it can be close to like you saying you're going to have a daughter by the time you're 33 doesn't necessarily mean you are going to birth a child by the time you're 33 Mm, like couldn't that couldn't that be what you were seeing that energy yes if that makes you feel less panicked about it no I'm just kidding you're Um, like yes but you're gonna have a child so get over it that's literally what you just said (laughs) no 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 I'm kidding no but I think it's true Uh, you know sometimes with this kind of stuff I'm I'm reading energy and so um energy really doesn't care often really if it's biological or not you know it could be that you guys get legally married and in that case at 33 like you have a daughter now you know um so that I think that could be interesting generally sometimes looking back it'll make a whole lot of sense in the moment you're trying to make it be what you think it is yeah um and so that sometimes will 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 throw people but I also really also want to emphasize for people you've got free will like your future is not set in stone um I'm reading in that moment 
your blueprint is what I like to call it, which is the current of your life that you're creating. And a lot of times that current really doesn't shift too much because it's not created by what we think we're creating it as, which is willpower and choice, but it's the belief systems you hold, it's what you desire out of your life. It's um, the way that you've orient your, oriented yourself in the world based on the life that you've lived. And so generally that current doesn't really shift unless you become consciously aware of what you're subconsciously creating. Right. And you and you make like a, a conscious decision to, to shift a different way. Yeah. Like you could say, I absolutely don't want a child. And right. you do have that choice. You could do it subconsciously. You could do it consciously. But yeah, I mean, I, I never, ever, and I think I start my readings like this as well, um, or always, I don't know if I, I did at the time that I saw you, but I do now always talk about none of this is set in stone. No, you did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm showing you what you're creating right now. If you don't like it, create something else. Right. (laughs) And and it was so interesting because you looked at me the whole time, like four different times throughout our session, you said, you really need to be writing. I need you writing. You have to be writing. And at the time I was so focused on being an actress that I was like, well, shit, I don't have anything to write. Like I don't have any ideas for a screenplay. And like for the next month and a half, I was just going, well, I don't, I don't know what I should be writing. She says, I have to be writing. And then lo and behold, my life blows up in front of my face and I'm like, oh, I'm going to write a book. And I literally remember sitting there going, oh, I have to be writing. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so it didn't make sense in the, in the session, but then looking back on it, it was like, oh, okay. It all makes sense now. Yeah. yeah and I love that stuff. I think, you know, um, that happens a lot. For people. It happens a lot in the sessions and also just in my own life. Sometimes I'll get some information about something and I'm like, I don't get it. And it, and it unfolds over yeah. time. Yeah. Um, my mom once saw a psychic and she looked at her and said, you're going to have an affair in front of your husband later this year. And my mom was like, okay, well, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. And later that year, she booked a stage play called Annie Get Your Gun, where she had to have an affair with this man on stage and my dad was sitting in the audience. And she was like, oh my God, this is what she was talking about. I'm having an affair with someone in front of my husband and as he watches. Um, So it's like one of those things that people pick up on, but doesn't isn't really exactly what they meant, but it's still, you know, I guess technically factual information. (laughs) Yeah, it's it really is weird how it all how it all works, and um, I think some of it's a bit mysterious, and there's a joy in that, yeah, right? Like it, totally. it's kind of who knows. What was your first experience with all this? Like, when did you kind of get the knock at the door from people being like, "Hey, you have this gift"? Um. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's a bit weird. I don't I don't really remember my first experiences because I was so young, and my parents really remember them quite vividly, but but I don't. Uh, I had the weirdest childhood in which people were constantly coming up to me who were also psychics and mediums, but very ordinary looking people, you know, it's like the baker down our street, uh, my mom's doctor, like random people. My nanny would be like, Hey, I'm a psychic. Your daughter is a psychic medium. Oh, how fun. She needs to be doing this. Um, and every, you know, so my parents kind of became used to that and they were super, uh, supportive, not encouraging it necessarily, not discouraging it. It was just kind of what I did. Um, so I don't really have any kind of 
moment I can point back to in my childhood other than it was a constant sense of repetitive knock on the door by other people. So that was kind of weird. Uh, and then I started working when I was 18, 19. I, I really wanted nothing to do with it. I was studying neuroscience at UCLA. I wanted to be a doctor, wanted to be a surgeon, was super hell bent on that and uh, started getting really, really sick. And to the point where I had to drop out of school, which at that time in my life was my absolute worst nightmare. I was an A plus student athlete Uh, at UCLA. Dropping out of school was my last plan. (laughs) You know, that was, that was not who I was. That was not my identity. Um, So uh, when I had to drop out, my, my dad actually said, maybe you should go see a psychic medium. I know it sounds crazy, but people were constantly coming up to us and you were really weird as a kid. You said some crazy stuff. And And you were really weird as a kid. (laughs) You were really, you were a really strange child. We put up with a lot. Uh, So she pretty much said, you know, you're not living your purpose. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And if you, if you don't do it, you're going to die. And uh, I was 19. So I was like, well, that doesn't exactly sound like a plan. Way to get some information laid on you, Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about, you know, my own psychic experience in that regard. And, And that was really what prompted me to, to start reading for people or even just exploring it. I was so, so against it for so many years. I just really had all these experiences, but, but just didn't want to do that. Uh, I didn't want to be that person. And here I am 12 years of working as a psychic medium and loving it. Wow. That was really the shift in my life where I was just hell bent on going left and they kept trying to turn me right. And I'm like, Nope, I can't see you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and what, God, that's so crazy. And so did you have to then learn how to receive these messages and translate them? Or did you just come up with your own process? Uh, Yeah, I took some meditation classes. I mean, again, this is 12 years ago. So I think there's a lot more information out in the world now than there was then. There was some, you you teach, you have mentorships where you can like, where you now teach people how to, you know, activate these gifts and kind of hone in on things but I'm sure they didn't have that 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit. You know, there's John Edwards. There was James from Prague. Uh, there was a couple of um, TV shows and stuff, but nothing with too much substance on, on really how to learn. So a lot of it was trial and error. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm writing a book myself now and it's due to the publisher in a month. So. Yay, which is why you're in Portugal living my dream yes. over there writing. Yeah. Oh, so, so jealous. <laughs> you know, also like in the hope that I could that somebody could pick that up and there is a lot of information out there now, but it's really uh, written for somebody who wants to understand no matter where they are in, in feeling wants to understand how to do it themselves. That's amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to read it. Uh, I'm excited for you to read it. It's been five <laughs> years in the process. So at this point I'm like, please I, just take it. I, that edit process, man. I know it's, it's wild. I remember, so I, I saw you twice and this is what people don't know because they haven't read about it in book two yet, but it will be in there. Um, that la- uh, January of what year was that? 2018 when I was well, no, I guess it was 2019, January of 2019, when I was like, I had had a friend who was an editor look over the whole book. I had done passes on it. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to self-publish. Here we go. And then I go see Fleur. (laughs) And she looks at me and she's like, no, 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 no. This is not not ready. She's like, I'm okay with the self-publishing route, but you need to get someone who's going to be ruthless to look this over. Someone that's going to be 
hard on you and not give a shit. <laughs> um, it's imperative that you do that. And this was like, I was ready, you know, to go put this book out a month later. And I took what you said to heart and was like, oh shit, you know, I really gotta really gotta reevaluate what I'm doing. And I ended up hiring an editor and I cannot imagine going back and having released it without doing that process. Um, for anyone out there that's that's writing a book, you must work with an incredible editor because not that so much of it changed, but what she did was she helped me take out a lot of the fluff so that I could then go back into the more healing and meaty and meaningful parts and expand on those, which is what I think people really ended up connecting with. And it just it turned it into a totally different book without changing it, if that makes sense. And that was only done because of you. So I really credit you <laughs> and that session for for how successful the book has become. It it totally shifted it. Well, and you had to go in and do it. You know, you could have easily been like, nah, I'll just do it anyways. Right, right. No, I had to take the information to heart. Um, I remember when I listened back to our, our that second session, because you, you have everybody record them if they want. You said a lot of interesting stuff about Tay, who's my my boyfriend now, and we had had this like up and down roller coaster on and off uh, rocky relationship. And a lot of the stuff that you said were things that ended up coming true once I did a lot of healing and once I kind of found my way back to him. So I just oh, I love that. I, I attest to all of the information you give, and I just think you're you're wonderful. <laughs> Um, you're so welcome. So do you ever have any visions or predictions for yourself? Mm, I do, you know, it's funny, but I think we all, all do. And my journey with that has been quite interesting because I work as a psychic, I work as a medium. And for me, it was always easier to read other people than it was to read myself. And it's really in the last few years that I've, uh, turned the attention back to me and, and helped myself navigate for a long time. I felt like it was kind of cheating, uh, right. And then one of my girlfriends was like, are you kidding? Can you just, can you please do this for yourself? Nobody yeah. wants to look at this anymore. Like, this is, <laughs> like, we can all see it. Can you just please see it for yourself? It's not cheating, I promise. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, for me, it, the last couple of years has been that sense of, of tuning the attention back to the self and, and living a really intuitive life. Uh, because the intuition for me, the definition is intuition is about the self. So anything to do with you, whereas psychic and mediumship is about other people. So now I, I absolutely do. And I will say I'm, I'm at a time of my life where like, I listen to my internal voice, no matter what, uh, which is sometimes baffles people because they'll be like, okay, you know, moving to Portugal to write a book. Like, what is she thinking? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be behind that decision no matter what. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I get what and, you're saying. And it's just, you know, because I, I feel things. That's the way I live my life. And so I, I just decided a couple of years ago, all right, enough with, with the not listening. I'm just going to I'm gonna live my life in a way that I just listen to the internal compass. Um, I'll take logic and rationale on board too, but... Ultimately, uh, and it's one of the things I really teach is the sense of learning to trust the self and and learning to act on it. Yeah. And is that, do you get those 
intuition hits? Are they, while you're awake, just random gut feelings? Or do they come in the form of dreams? Or how do they really like appear when you know they're super strong? Right. So I believe everybody has their own pattern. Uh, Everybody's got this spirit body within the physical form, and you're collecting information throughout your entire day. Uh, Some of it you deem as important, other stuff you don't, right? So you've already dictated what matters and what doesn't. Uh, and then a lot of times people will just have unexpected intuition moments where it bubbles up to the surface. And that might be when you're in the shower or when you're on a run or when you're doing the dishes or whatever it is. But really what is happening is your rational mind had a moment to take the back seat, And so it was like an opportunity for your own spirit body to talk to yourself. Um, and so for me, that can happen in a variety of ways. I sometimes I get it a lot when I'm driving. Um, but also like when I'm in the shower and then because I've learned how to access my intuition at will, you know, I can also do that process through just meditation. But, um, yeah, but my, for some reason I get a lot of stuff while I'm driving. Interesting. But it puts you in a natural trance space. So I'm sure right. people listening to this, people will have that as well. Yeah. Cause it's when you're zoning out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we shouldn't be, but this is kind of how the brain works. So tell everybody where they can find you on social media and uh, what your website is, because I know I get DMs at least three times a month about, oh my God, who's the psychic medium that you saw? I need to I need to go see her. So where can everybody find you? Yeah. So all my stuff is Medium Fleur. So M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R. So mediumfleur.com. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I don't have a Twitter, but pretty much everywhere else. Facebook, Instagram, email is info at mediumfloor.com. And my podcast is Moving Beyond. So you can listen to that anywhere that podcasts exist. And I also have a journal that's called um, 10 Minutes to Intuition. So it is about finding that pattern, what we talked about a little bit uh, ago, the sense of everybody's got a pattern of how their intuition speaks to them. It's slightly different for each individual person. So if you journal it out, you can find yours. Yes, I have one and it's awesome. And if people want to book a session with you, they do that through your website? Yes, they do. Yeah. There's a little bit of a wait list, but I always tell people like I will get to you eventually. Yeah. There's a lot of bit of a wait list, but it's worth the wait. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, my friend. It was so good to reconnect with you and I cannot wait to read your book. So please keep us posted on that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. You're so welcome. I want to thank Medium Fleur so much for taking the time to come on FML Talk. Uh, I highly suggest you guys check out her Instagram. She's got awesome info about not only mediumship, but life readings and how to be an intuitive in your own life that's uh, really, really great content. So everyone, we are going to take a short little hiatus for the holidays We will be back with brand new episodes on January 13th. I hope you guys have a safe and wonderful holiday. Have some good eggnog drinks by the fire. I will miss you, but I promise when we are back in January, we have some incredible episodes coming your way, and I cannot wait to revisit with you all in 2021. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year's. I love you guys. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond 
I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.